1: Hello, everybody. Steve Politi from NJ Advance Media, and welcome back to the We're in College Football Hell podcast. I am joined, as always, Keith Sargent and James Cratchin. Fellas, the best way I can describe how I feel right now, okay? This is like when your wife drags you to a Broadway show, and <laughs> it's a bad musical, and, and then the lights go on at intermission, and you walk out to the lobby, and you have that you have that brief feeling like, you know, thank God I am out of that theater and as soon as you think that, it as as slaps you in the face. You're like, Oh no, I've got to go back in. It's only half over, right? That we, we are an intermission of this Rutgers season, guys. There are, <laughs> there are six games left on the season. It's inconceivable to me. I mean, they're, 20, they're 20 lost to Illinois, 38 17. I, I will 23 say 23 points to they're 23 point underdogs to Maryland. The I'll Wisconsin,
0: say, Sarge. I'll say ben this. State. It's a great analogy. The problem is, you know, in the theater, you're not allowed to use your phone. You know, you're not allowed to, you know, to, at least with, with these Rutgers games, we're allowed to, like, you know, kind of, you know, surf the Internet, use our phones, or you can go get some popcorn. We can, you know, we can do other stuff, watch, you know, other games on on, on TV. So, you know, I, I'm always the eternal optimist. So I'll say that Rutgers, you know, is a little bit watching Rutgers football, bad Rutgers football. A little bit better than uh than the analogy that you just gave. Six games
1: left, Cratch.
2: <laughs> and I I was thinking about this last, left. last night. Not only there's six games left, but Penn State is not in the playoff hunt really anymore. Wisconsin's not in the playoff hunt. Uh, Maryland and Northwestern are, are good teams, but they have no juice because they've lost the. Games early on in the season. I mean, I guess maybe Michigan's in a hunt. Michigan State is out of the hunt. I mean, it's not even like r- there's going to be a week where we can actually pretend, like, hey, we're covering a team that is like right in the thick of things, might win the Big Ten and, and might go to the playoff. Like, it's just going to be drudgery, it seems, unless something dramatic changes, which I, I just, at this point, I don't see what's going to change.
1: All right. So, what is there? You know, 38 17 lost to Illinois. Uh, you know, what is there left to play for? I mean, we're one in five, the fan base is in full revolt. I mean, what do we got left? Anything? Um,
0: I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll start. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, we keep on uh, going back to Sikowski and, uh, you know, we keep on going back to Cratch's film review, uh, which I, you know, I'm not even kidding. Like he really did point out that, that, you know, Sikowski, you know, showed a lot of glimpses, especially during that, that nine for nine run, uh, during uh, late in the first half. Um, I think that's probably going to be the thing that, you know, uh, Chris Ash will, will be harping on and, and, uh, you know, Rutgers fans can maybe taste some solace in is Sikowski getting better. Um, by that same token, you're also going to need to see other, uh, playmakers, uh, you know, Shamin Jones, Bo Melton, those types of guys, Blackshear, Pacheco, all those types of guys step up and, and, and show you some, uh, glimpses of the future because otherwise is, you know, there's not a whole lot to, uh, to hang your hat on going into, you know, the second half of the season.
1: Cratch, you got anything? Are we what 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 is on your list of things that we've got here to get through this uh, in these next six games?
2: I think it's Sitkowski. I think it's look. I I actually watching the rewatching the game. I thought he made a lot of progress. I, I talked to someone who said he felt like around the program and said it felt like it clicked for him on Saturday. I okay. know that he threw three interceptions. Uh, The first one wasn't as bad as I thought it was, the one down deep inside their own territory. I think it was just kind of a he held on the ball too long. It was not a great play call for that situation. The second interception was, you know, what it looked like it was back in week two, week three. He was just locked on a guy, forcing a throw that wasn't there. The third one, you know, Jonathan Lewis, tight end Jonathan Lewis, kind of got bumped off his route down by the goal line. Things are congested. You're just trying to make something happen at that point, you know, five minutes to go. The drive, the nine-for-nine drive was sensational. He actually carried it over into the second half, and then Rutgers, you know, the the penalties, the the incompetency, the bad luck all kind of piled on to them at that point. Uh, I think that. I mean, look, Eddie Lewis is starting to make plays. Bo Melton, Shameen Jones, Travis Volkolek stepped up and, and sort of looked like the guy he was in the spring. So I think there are some positive things on the offense. I just come back to the fact that I do not think the offensive line is ever going to be good enough to put records in a position where Art gets to throw for 350 yards and they score 30, 40 points. And even if right. they lose the game, people get excited about that. I just don't see that. And this defense – I mean, it's become so about a parody the of itself at
1: this uh, point. Yes. We need to talk about the defense. And I, I uh, Sarge mentioned the film review, which I think you agree, Sarge, is really the last reason to get up on a That's Monday morning. Right. It's yeah, the I, last I, thing. I, I
0: struggled yeah. this morning. I was, you know, like, the yeah, film review. Yeah. Guy no guy film got
1: review. Broke. Nine runs for 40 or more <laughs> yards. And this is my favorite. I'm going to actually quote, direct quote from the film review. The Scarlet Knights have plenty of veterans on defense, and they – could could prevent many of these big runs by just getting in position and getting in the way. So right now, this is a team. It's not a team that can't get get out of its own way. It's a team that can't get anybody else's way. I mean, they just like, some of those runs were just like, what in the world were they coached here? How did this happen? You know, I mean, crash. <laughs> what what happened on defense?
2: I I don't know. I mean, I go back to the first the first big run, which was the. Um... Pulling the game notes right now. It was Reggie Corbin's 52 yard run uh, on Illinois' first touchdown drive. So they stretch, they run stretch to the the short side of the field. And Reggie Corbin, to his credit, he makes a nice cutback. He makes Tyreek Maddox Williams miss. At that point, there are 11 Rutgers defenders on the field. 10 of them are to his left shoulder.
1: He's at the other hash mark, too. It's not like he's, you know.
2: Exactly. He's at the other hash mark. (laughs) Ten of them are to his left shoulder. Kevin Wilkins penetrated from defensive end. He kind of went in too deep. He kind of got washed out of the play. He makes Maddox Williams miss. All of a sudden, he's got ten guys to his left. You know, the Atlantic Ocean to his right. His quarterback, A.J. Bush, lead blocking for him, and Isaiah Wharton all the way down on the other side of the field getting dismalled on a stock block. Goodbye. I mean, the only reason why it wasn't a touchdown was because Avery Young, to his credit, a freshman who's taken a lot of lumps and is going to continue to take lumps, but the kid keeps playing hard, takes a good pursuit angle, is able to force him out 52 yards downfield. But it, it's just like that's – Ba- it's basic football, like the entire defense. And I asked Chris Ash after the game. I said, I get that you're young, but all of your young guys are pretty much playing on offense. Your older guys are on defense. And that's just like basic. Like, And it happened time and time again. It's like there's no safety support. There's uh, the, the line gets no penetration. The linebackers are out of place. It's just like, wh- what are you guys doing out there? I mean, Illinois was running base run plays. That people run in high school and are getting seventy-yard touchdowns from them.
0: This is uh, and and uh, uh, that's a great analysis right there. And um, but this is going to be the the question to 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 go back to what you said. What what what's there to look for in the second half? It's development. And and you know you 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 do a great job on a report card every week, and you talk about improvement, and we haven't seen a whole lot of it, but. You know, Chris Ash from day one, talked about, you know, he never promised that they're going to get these, uh, you know, big time recruiting classes from day one. That, that, that takes time. But he, he has said, and, you know, go back to, to, you know, just Google it. You he said, you know, this is going to be a developmental program. Well, you know, we have not seen, you know, Kyle Flood's, uh, most recent recruiting classes. And, you know, I, I reported a couple of weeks ago, you know, just the, the lack of retention, you know, in a lot of those recruiting classes. But, yeah, you know, they still have, you know, some holdovers. We haven't seen a whole lot of improvement from those guys. And certainly from, uh, Chris Ash's first recruiting class, first two, maybe twenty twenty sixteen 2016 and 2017, we haven't seen a whole lot of development. So, especially on right. defense, you know, can we, can we see some of that from week to week? Can we see some improvement? I think that's going to be another, uh, big key for the second half of the year.
1: And the, the thing that, the thing that Ash keeps coming back onto now, this is the answer to the question, like, well, what, what, what happened This is, it has been consistently well when you're down, we're not making any excuse, but here's an excuse. When you're down 16 scholarship players you know, on defense, this is what I, I don't know how that excuse makes up for what we saw in the game. I just don't, you know, I, I get it. The program is low on depth, but. There are 11 players on the field, and, and 10 of them are out of position on a on a basic run. The, the, shot, I, the, the yeah. kid takes the shotgun handoff and just runs untouched up the middle of the field for 73 yards. Illinois does this. I mean, what – you
2: know, And, this and, is and not, I thought one of the, the new th- like kind of like things that were tagged on to that line was the idea of competition. It was almost like, well, these guys who are on defense know that like we have literally no one to replace them. So they just, like, I mean, it gets back to the whole thing where I asked Chris Ash a couple of weeks ago, is his team quit on the coaching staff? And he said no. And then, yes, they, they played hard against Indiana. But it seems like, at the same time, like, competition, I mean, just because your team is, is, I understand when, like, look, they can't make these excuses. No one, No fan wants to hear them. But I understand the idea of these guys are tired. We don't have depth. I understand the idea of these guys just, he can't say this, but we can. These guys just aren't that talented in certain key spots but the idea that like well there's no one else to push them so that that's just what we have to i mean that's that's not good
1: no that's definitely not good uh all right let's just dive right into the true or false because you know what's coming and you know that just the 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 fan base wants to talk about (laughs) so i'll get right to it true or false if rutgers finishes one and eleven chris ash gets fired your answer this week sarge is false Cratch? Uh. (laughs) That's that's even a better answer. That's good. That's a good answer. True or false?
2: Look, I'm going to (laughs) say false because here's the thing. We have – and we've written about it. We've discussed this. The buyout is very prohibitive. Pat Hobbs believes in Chris Ash. Pat Hobbs doesn't want to make a move. The the, the big money people, they still believe in Chris Ash. Archie's not going to – I get all that. But I feel like what I saw Saturday and what I look ahead and see potentially in the final six games, we are getting to a point where I think the conditions are getting very dangerous for Rutgers. There's massive fan apathy. People are angry. The team is not competitive. There doesn't look like there's like any chance. I mean, I had someone tell me – What's going to happen when 70 to 80% of the fa- – like what 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 happens if Penn State basically has a whiteout on senior night and James Franklin's throwing the ball up 50 points in the fourth quarter? Like where are you going to stand? And at this point, if they don't win another game and the defense plays the way it does and, and Art makes strides but there's no like signature – I mean it, it just feels like what, what do you have? I, I just think like the farther they get down this road – Things just get more emotional and they get more hairy. And when things get emotional and things get hairy in college sports, sometimes rash decisions get made. So I'm going to say think- false and everything logical says that Chris Ash is the guy they're going to stick with and, and they're going to go with this. But things are going to get dicier if, if something doesn't change here.
1: I think things have already gotten dicey. I, I I would have put it at what I say in the first episode 2% when we were kind of laughing off the idea. I mean, I think it's moving into the 30s, and 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 this is why. I mean, I think you're just seeing now. You mentioned like the big money guys are still on board. I don't know that that's true. (laughs) I don't think. I I think there's a lot of angry people. I think there's a lot of people who are who are angry at what they saw and just the general sense. If that out that audience club is empty, it's a sign that you know people are fed up with this. And I get emails and and tweets, and I couldn't you can't walk out into the parking lot after the game without someone you know, tackling you and, and saying, you know, I'm done. I'm turn I'm turning my season tickets in. I am, I'm, I'm furious. I'm not coming. I'm not giving another penny while Chris Ash is here. So now you're looking at, all right, here's the other side of this. So it's a, all right, I get it. It's a, it's a buttload of money to, to, to do this, but what is the cost going to be if you don't do it? How many season ticket holders are you going to lose? How many donors are you going to lose? And remember, it's not like it's that much cheaper A year from now right it's good it's two million dollars cheaper another year of salary you still have to buy out the staff you still have to pay for the new guy i mean i i I agree with you that the answer still is false at this point but if you start looking at it like what the damage to the program is going to be what's going to happen long term i I don't think it's as crazy as we thought it was uh, you know a a couple weeks ago sarge you agree with that yeah no i mean i i say
0: false only because i mean and you know people can read between the lines. I mean, it's not like I haven't talked on the record with with Pat Hobbs in in recent weeks. So, I mean, you can read between the lines. I still say false. And that, that is an indication of that Pat Hobbs, you know, that Chris Ash is still Pat Hobbs is the guy. I haven't seen any, you know, anything at this point that that he's going to back away from it. That being said, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, the fans in in 2018 have more power uh, than ever before. We saw it with the giants a year ago. We see it, all over the country, the fans speak and they speak by not showing up to games, by essentially revolting. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the fan apathy and the fan frustrations has a, a huge impact on recruiting, has an impact on, on the development of the program uh, going forward. All that t- type of stuff is going to come into play and it could get a lot worse, you know, over the next couple of weeks. I still say false. Yeah. I still think that, you know, Pat, uh, that Chris Ash is Pat Hobbs's guy, but. You know, I I don't think it's in the thirties.
1: I think it's about twenty percent, which is Pat a lot more than it was so. three exactly. or four weeks ago. Remember, you're right. He's Pat Hobbs' guy, but there are other people involved, and I just I, wonder I, I, what's going to happen with the if he's probably still Greg Brown's guy too. We you know let's not forget it wasn't just Pat Hobbs who hired Chris Ash; it was Greg Brown, the powerful of uh, board of yeah. governors uh, and the biggest one of the biggest donors to the program. So, yep. if, if he's still on board, if Hobbs is still on board, Barchi is you know Barchi nothing's going to happen but you do wonder how much pressure and brown was at and i someone told me that brown was at the game in the Audi box watching this and there's no question that that people approached him and told him what the, he has to he has to be here hearing this so we got another six weeks of it and i will be say,
2: i will say this too and another reason why i kind of still lean false is that i understand you know people they say they're done but with the exception of one guy who I think would sell 10,000 season tickets in 48 hours and have this place rocking, I mean, who, who else are you going to be able to afford to get that's going to change anything drastically? I mean, mm-hmm. Lance Leopold comes here, the, the educated fan might say, okay, in two, three years – we're going to be able to win eight games because this guy's got a plan. But, like, the casual fan is not going to go, oh, oh, Lance Leopold, like, get take my money now. I mean, it's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> who's,
0: the, who's the one guy? He didn't mention his name. Wait, was it Politi? Politi is it, yeah. you, the one guy who's going to sell those another famous Italian from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a vowel at the last name. The
1: vowel, yeah. That's it. All right. Let's go back to the true or false just because we have to finish the show. Uh, true or false. Uh this offense is starting to click in a meaningful way. True or false?
0: Uh, I'll say false only because the first half, I mean, it's it a tale of two halves. So the last two games, they've played, you know, pretty well, you know, late, in, you know, Indiana, second half, and then, you know, Illinois, you know, late, you know, on the final drive. Uh, but, you know, it's a complete game, and, and, and the, the start has been abysmal. So, I, I can't say in a meaningful way. That was the key term of that question, so true? I'll say false. Do you agree?
2: Yeah, I'll say false. I mean, they they put together like one to two good drives a game. Uh they need to do a little bit more than that, so I'll say false.
1: True or false, Chris Ash was correct to kick a field goal on <laughs> fourth and two late in the game. And this before we answer, folks, you know, I, you, I I'm sure, you know, most of you were glued to the radio <laughs> after this game to listen to Chris Ash's comments. Sarge asked this question about the cuz he got booed. If you're there, you know, it's fourth and two. They're down. I forgot the point. Was it 21 points at the point? Whatever it was. He kicks a field goal to make it a three possession game or two. I forget his exact circumstances, but it's fourth and two, fourth and goal at the two. And Sarge, your question. Yeah. I, perfect. I, 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 yes. It was poorly phrased.
0: And I, I, and <laughs> I, I, I said it, um, you know, immediately after the game and I said it, you know, in print. It was poorly phrased. I, there's nothing I could uh, do about it. <laughs> you know, I said, was, you know, the problem is you can never. You should never interpret, you know, add your opinion, insert your opinion to a question. That's, you know, you know, a cardinal sin. But, you know, and I did so. And I said, you know, basically I said the fans booed and understandably so. And then, you know, it didn't matter what I asked from there. Because I, I think it even cut me off from finishing the question. Understandably and, you know, so. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was poorly phrased. But Great. the question was fair. And to answer your question, the true or false, here's the thing, man. Like, I, I know it's a 7-3 score game. I know, you know, you kick the field goal it so becomes 14. There's 540 left. The game was over, folks. Uh, I, and I get that, you know, they play hard to the end. The game was over after Illinois got that touchdown with, like, 11 minutes to go. That was the, 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 the you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's no way Rutgers is scoring, an, you know, another touchdown and another field goal or, another you know, they're, they're just they're not doing that. So, you know. I, I get that, you know, technically by the book, 540 left, you know, you, 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 you make it a, a two score game. You, you you need a field goal anyway. I get it. I, I, I'm I going to say false only because I'm going to stick to my guns and say, you know, it's probably better to just get the touchdown there. Um, you've seen it both ways. You know, I, I watched NFL games. There was an NFL game that, that, that played out that way. You know, sometimes maybe if you get down to the two yard line, it's demoralizing to pull your offense off the field and maybe in the long run, getting a touchdown there, going four on fourth down gives you a little, gives the offense a little confidence. I, I I'm going to say false. I get by the book. And you know, again, it was a, it was a poorly phrased question.
2: Uh, I'll say true just because I don't really have an issue. Like Ash is right. Like by the book, the chart would tell him to kick the field goal. But I mean, they kicked the field goal at five 15 at five Oh seven. Mike Epstein was in the end zone <laughs> after a 40 yard <laughs> touch, 41 yard touchdown run. So it's like, it doesn't matter. I mean, this defense is a sieve. So, like, you know, he could have scored a touchdown, gone for two. It, it wouldn't yeah. mean anything. Uh, B- basically,
0: you know, in I- order to, for for the field goal to make to mean anything, you kick the field goal, and then you're down by two touchdowns. You need to get the onside kick, which you know the the odds of that are, are minimal. But even if they did, or you know, or or if you don't if you don't get the onside kick. Uh, then you need a three and out, which we saw a week ago against Indiana in, in one of the more meaningful spots. They couldn't get it. They couldn't stop them on fourth and one. They, they jumped off sides. So the the just the thinking of, and I'm sorry, maybe maybe it was just me, but I thought the game was over at that point, and you might as well just go for a touchdown.
2: Honestly, I think the All more right. like the, the bigger question, and I just I didn't realize this. I didn't get a chance to ask in the post game. Was Justin Davidowitz got hurt? You know, tweaked something in warm up. So he, you know, they. Why did you even forget about like this, whether or not you're kicking the field goal? I mean, why put the kid on the field to kick that field goal?
0: That's a great question.
2: You know, if he was hurt, yeah. I mean, you tried the 47-yarder with Haggerty, and look, that wasn't all the Ash's fault because they were trying to go make it four-down territory, and your right tackle can't protect the screen pass. But it, it's just like, why even bring the kid out there if he's hurt? You know, I, yep. I know obviously it's less exertion kick from 20 yards out than a kick from 47, but like. Yeah, it's just it's just it wasn't the greatest. It wasn't a horrible decision, uh, but it wasn't great either.
1: Speaking of decisions, true or false, moving Jonathan Lewis to tight end was the right decision.
2: Yeah, I'll say true. Yeah, true. I think right? so. Yeah.
1: True or false? Forget the twenty-three point line. Rutgers Maryland will be a close game. <laughs> true or false?
2: <laughs> false.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um. I'll say true. Uh, I'm not taking them to win, but you yeah, know, I'll say true. I mean, you know, the the one thing is, I don't think I don't expect any type of a- atmosphere. So, um, you
2: know, right. yeah, you know, I
0: think keeping it close. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I th- say false
2: th- th- because I mean, all they do is run the ball, and like now a jet sweep is being thrown into the mix. So I'm sure like Rutgers <laughs> is going to take like three quarters to to figure that out.
0: What what Cratch wants to say is Piscataway High School could could run on Rutgers' defense right now. That's what he really wants to say, but he, he's too kind to say it.
1: I have got to come up with a way to get out of going to that game. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, did I say that out loud? No, I didn't <laughs> say that out loud. Uh, true or false, Rutgers is a women's soccer school. True or false? It's been for a while. True. 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 What did they do? They're in first place now? First place women's soccer Salt team. Session, first, first place in the Big Ten, yeah. Look, look, we might have to have a podcast
0: in like mid November, which, you know, literally 10 people will listen to. But if they don't win the Big Ten this year, you know, we're we're going to put it on Mike O'Neill. This is, this is, a, you know, a great accomplishment. But, you know, some Rutgers program at some point needs to win a Big Ten championship. This yeah. is, this might be the team. So, you know, now, now, now the pressure is on Mike O'Neill.
1: He's got to do it. That's, it's got to be those, 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 uh, Non-revenue sports coaches, or must be like the, the guy, lacrosse guy. Oh my god! But wrestling, and they must be like we need to step up here because things are getting out of hand. All right, and finally, true or false? At least the uniforms are kind of awesome. True or false?
2: True. I thought that looked really good. The only only thing I would say is a white outline around New Jersey on the helmet. That's about it.
0: I'm a traditionalist. I don't want I don't want to Do be the uh, the guy who pees in the Cheerios, but like I I just like the 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 scarlet. I'm a traditionalist. Yeah.
1: Okay. This is my, so this is another issue. We, you know, it's a minor thing, but I mean, the blackout was kind of an embarrassment. Do they do, do they stop doing this stuff now? I mean, do you have, do you have this next year when you might only have, you know, 15,000 people in the stands? Is it a bad idea to have these promotions that are just going to make you look it's not a bad idea,
0: um and I get it that you want to do some things. You know, you remember. You know, I don't even know if they still do it, but you remember at the beginning of the year they wanted to do that. You know, fan promotion where you know, you know, you get points for you know any time the fans disrupt. You know, force a timeout, or you know, you know, it results in into a penalty. I don't even think they do that anymore. So, you know, you want to do some different things. If you remember the last time they did one of these, it was the stripe, the birthplace, and it was Michigan and. You know, it rained. Yeah. So you had not only did you have a lot of maize and yellow, but you had like yellow rain uh, uh, so it, it went off miserably. So yeah. you know, look, yeah. we saw the white out with, with with Penn State against Ohio State, that was spectacular. Yeah. And when it when it that works, it's great. Well. But yeah. I don't think Rutgers yeah. did it at that point right now.
1: Yeah. All right. Maryland Preview. Uh, we call this the could be wor- they the things could be worse bowl. I think <laughs> I would ar- I would argue that as bad as the season's been. Uh, it's better to be Rutgers right now than than Maryland, <laughs> like with the scandal. And I mean, they, they killed they killed the kid <laughs> like yeah. Rutgers has not killed anybody yet. So they've got that going for them. The coach is suspended. Cratch, uh, you want to give me can you give me the the two the one minute explanation of uh, Maryland's situation right now?
2: Uh, they're very athletic. Uh, they run the football a lot. They're kind of a, a tough team to figure. They lost by 20 points at home to Temple. They wax Texas. I mean, it's just it's a matchup where I think it's a it's a bad matchup for Rutgers because I think there's a very good chance, given kind of their spread rushing attack, that they're going to gash Rutgers. And I think the absolute last thing Rutgers really needs right now is to get its ass kicked by Maryland. And I think there's a very good chance that's going to happen.
0: Sarge yeah i mean there's no joking matter what happened at maryland was was awful um, awesome. the, the, the thing is when you compare and those these two programs are always going to be compared because they entered a the big 10 at the same time um and there's been years where you know a couple of these years where rutgers was you know even with them they beat them a couple times uh that being said certainly a lot more talent in the maryland program and you know, I, I, no, none of us. I don't think think that that DJ Durkin is going to survive this. Um, I think you know this whole investigation is a way to to fire him for cause. Um, so you get the new the next coach in. Um, I, I think you know, as, for as bad as it is, you probably take Maryland's future based on the fact that you know they. I think they have more uh, talent, and I think you know they have the ability to. Their facilities are probably even better than Rutgers. You know, at this point. Um, mm-hmm. question. so I would think that you know their future, Maryland's future, both are present maybe, and their future, uh, you know, is better than records right now.
1: How did that happen? How did Maryland get that get more talent in the program by such a wide margin? I mean, these according to the recruiting list, they've been recruiting at the same level, they fired the last guy. I mean what what happened uh, two, to the? I'll,
0: I'll say two two reasons. One is, and we've I've written this before, you just you know Google some of my reporting on this is one. You know, when they entered the Big Ten, they you know had a leg up on Rutgers because they they you know they got the loan from the Big Ten, and that was in order to you know kind of make their buyout. They had a thirty million dollar buyout from the from the um, ACC, um, so they weren't at the financial uh, deficit that Rutgers was when they entered. So that helped. That helped pay some bills, and that helped you know be able to to you know get a kickstart on some of the facility stuff, and then. I think, um, they, you know, for as, as good as Rutgers was, you know, in the ACC, Big East, you know, Maryland was in the ACC. So they, you know, they, they were able to recruit at a higher level probably going into this. That's probably basically the way, the, the way it happened. If you look at Maryland across the board, you know, they have like 17 or, you know, 20, uh, combined Big 10 regular season, Big 10 uh, team championships across the board, all their Olympic sports. So, you know, football, you know, might be one, one of their, their, more disappointing sports, but they're still, you know, they've been competitive. And I think that's basically, yeah, I think they just had a leg up on Rutgers.
1: Right. And it certainly, yeah. And you're crouched to your point. It would, yeah. If this is a, if this one gets out of hand, I mean, we can say this every week, but if this one gets out of hand, it will be a disaster of epic proportions. Maybe that, hey, that, there you go. That's a new, that's a podcast name. <laughs> disaster of epic proportions, a Rutgers podcast.
2: And I think the issue, too, That's is anything else. we mentioned about the coaching, like not only is that, but like if they, I don't think DJ Durkin's coming back and like no. as good of a job as Matt Canada may be doing, at, you probably are going to want a, a completely fresh start there. And then the quote's OK, well, who who is that fresh start? Is it the guy we talked about earlier? Greg Shiano? Oh I don't God. think so. I mean, can it,
1: you imagine? Holy cow. Like,
2: I think that the true nightmare scenario is for Rutgers. It's not even Shiano. It's if Matt rules at Baylor and sees the NCAA hammer coming. No, I,
0: I, 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 you're, I think Shiano is a true nightmare at Maryland. You're overthinking this, Crutch. <laughs> that is, that is- <laughs> Shiano at Maryland is a true nightmare. Yeah. He's going to be able to recruit there. Um, he's going to have a facility. He's going to want to stick it to Rutgers. And that is going to be an absolute <laughs> nightmare for Rutgers. Like-
1: Holy cow! Uh, I'm not saying it's going to
0: happen. I mean, they You know, they had an opening, you know, a couple years ago, and you know, Greg was on. Greg was on the on the sideline then, and they didn't take him. So I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying if it does happen, you know, look out. It's gonna it, it's gonna be awful. Yikes! If you're a record, all right,
1: it'll be good for does us. Anything else? It'll be good, good for trouble. us. Yeah, yeah, it's all about us. Anything else? What do you, what do you guys <laughs> got? Have a good week, and otherwise. Yeah. yeah, how was Charlotte? Charlotte, you <laughs> know, you you, you know, no, no, no,
0: folks. Steve Politi, the dedication of this man, by the way, you know, he goes from covering a crappy football game in Piscataway on Saturday, flying to Charlotte to cover really a really entertaining, you know, game. That was a great game. Yeah, not, not the easiest game to write at the gun because you know it's a sixty-three yard field goal to win it. You know, flies back uh Monday morning, has a 6 a.m. flight, and now he's going to the Yankee game tonight. So, I mean, the dedication of this man, forget about the it. The things I
1: do for you, the the reader and the listener. Not and really, he's going to
0: do Rutgers fans as Holly even more. He might not go to the Maryland game on
1: Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll still have to. I've been told, though, under no uncertain terms, even if I'm not there, I could be in Houston for the ALCS. I, I still have to watch and write about it. The, the, the instructions are clear. So, <laughs> I, mean, I whether or not I'm in the car in the backseat of the car driving down high 95 with you two jerks. Or driving to Houston, I still have to watch. That's just it. All right. Hey, crash. You got anything signing
2: off? No, I got nothing. No. Just uh, uh, I got nothing. keep on keeping on. I got
1: nothing. A Rutgers podcast. That All right, guys. Great name.
2: <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening. Somehow, some way we'll be back after the Maryland game to recap that one too. Bye-bye.